0: Welcome to the Effective Church Leaders podcast where we offer practical advice and insights to help you get better equipped, lead more effectively, and help your church thrive. I'm your host, Carrie Holton, and I'm joined by my beautiful co-host, Becky Holton.
1: Thank you. And man, this is history making for us, isn't it? Our
0: very first podcast.
1: Man, what in the world?
0: It's exciting, isn't it?
1: It is. You do look like you're about to land an airplane over there with those (laughs) ear things going on. Oh my goodness. It is exciting. It really is. It's very
0: exciting. We need to thank our kids who have helped us to set up this equipment and get us started.
1: We ought to set up a therapy fund for them, (laughs) trying to drag us through this technology. Well, we certainly
0: couldn't do it without them, that's for sure. But we're glad to get this started. We think it'll be useful to people, our very first podcast, and uh, well, we, we want to thank our readers for listening in. Mm-hmm.
1: We really do, because what we're going to talk about in these podcasts are are things that are really important to us personally and in the experiences that we've had, and today we're talking about the need for church leaders to try to identify their mission, yes. and I think this is just such an important topic that... You know, we're calling it step one, and it's just so easy to overlook that very first step.
0: Yes. We're talking today about elders, ministers, ministry leaders, church Mm -hmm. committees, any leadership team in the church. It's so important that they identify their mission.
1: Right, right.
0: Why they exist.
1: Why they exist. And let's start by actually just trying to define mission. Yeah, we should. Yeah, that's a statement we throw around a lot, you know, um, what... What are you talking about when you say that a committee or leaders of a committee need to define a mission?
0: They need to identify their reason for being, their core purpose, the reason that they exist. And really, when they do that, they are answering the question, why are we here?
1: Mm -hmm. That's such a critical question. Why do we exist? And again, it's that foundational, uh, pivotal question that is so important for churches and uh, as they start trying to put any type of committee together or any type of a plan, it why, is. why do we exist?
0: It's a crucial question. And you know, honey, I think that it's true that successful churches and organizations of any kind, they all understand the fundamental reason they exist mm-hmm. and they stay true to that purpose. That's part of their success. They know why they exist and they stay true to that uh, purpose. Yeah,
1: I agree. <clears throat> because I think it helps them to, uh, the, the mission helps serve as um, a compass to keep them from losing their way and everybody stays on the same page.
0: Yes. In healthy churches, everyone is pulling in the same direction. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't have people going in a hundred different directions. Right. And that's why they need to identify Here's why we exist. Here's our core purpose. Here's our reason for being. Mm-hmm. So they can all pull in the same direction.
1: It's a good filter,
0: really, yes. for
1: what comes in the future.
0: Yes. And, and just here, if you don't mind, and whether you do or not, I'm going to do it anyway, aren't I? <laughs> yes. I, I, I want to take a look at something Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 10. And let me read it for us. Now I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in agreement and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same purpose. And that that last phrase in that verse is, is what I think is very important for us to consider. He wants us to be united in the same mind and the same purpose. God wants us to be united in our purpose. He wants us to be pulling in the same direction and you know, answering this question, "Why do we exist?" helps everyone on the leadership team to align themselves around their primary mission.
1: That's right, and it and you know when we're looking at uh, at this from the standpoint of what is the mission of a church or of a of a committee at the church or from a group of or an organization within the church, it really helps people stay on the mission and on the task and on the focus. And it, it just becomes a filter, too, I think, from um, uh, filtering out personal agendas. and sure. um, And those things it's, can sometimes get in the way.
0: Sure. Uh, you know, as we're thinking about the mission of the church, I, I mean, we could talk about the mission of this particular committee or that particular ministry. But if we're, if we're thinking about the mission of the church, mm-hmm. I think we would have to say, well, every leadership team, will have to identify that mission for themselves. But Mm -hmm. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that the mission of every New Testament church is essentially the same. I think it's the mission that Jesus gave us, that Jesus gave to the church. And again, I want to refer to Scripture, Matthew chapter 28, beginning in verse 18, when Jesus came to his disciples and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. I think in that passage, Jesus is giving us a clear mission. We
1: mm-hmm. are here
0: to make disciples.
1: Right. And, and for for me, that makes that whole process of identifying a mission a little easier. It yes. doesn't make it feel so big and so hard because that's why we're here. That's what Jesus gave us a commission to do and it just keeps us on track even when we can get distracted with a lot of good things right that kind of keeps us and pulls us back to hey this is why we're here this is what we're doing why you know what we're doing
0: right and to get ahead of ourselves a little Mm -hmm. bit we could say that when we when we do certain things we might try to get back on track by saying okay how does this program or how does this activity contribute to the making of disciples, the making of followers for Jesus? Right. Take right. us back to the mission. Right. Take us back to our reason for being. And
1: you know, it doesn't mean we all have to be sitting around having a Bible study all the time. That's not what that means, but it it is looking at the focal point or the reason that something is being done. Right. It could be um, something very generic that could be done, but if the end result is wrapped in a spiritual purpose that that's focal of why this event is even happening first of all it sets it uh, apart from something that's just happening at the public library for one thing and it gives it a very unique focus and intended outcome sure that is a divine outcome okay so if we're if we're talking about this can you um, um, if we're talking about forming these missions and having these uh, identification markers do you have any tips of how you could yeah. encourage leaders to start developing, um, this, these missional statements for why they do what they do. Because like I said earlier, uh, you know, that can sound a little foreboding to people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about a simple process for identifying a mission. First okay. of all, you want to get your group together mm-hmm. and brainstorm. And in that brainstorming session, you just want to ask this simple question why do we exist Mm -hmm. and let each one on that team wrestle with that question. Why do we exist? And you're going to encourage each member of that leadership team to write down their initial responses. And then you might even ask, okay, why do we do that? When, when each person speaks, here's why I think we exist. Then you can ask each one, okay, why do we do that? And here you're just trying to get down the basic description the purpose of the church or the purpose of the ministry step two would be to ask each person on that leadership team to draft one statement that summarizes the mission of the church Mm -hmm. or the mission of the specific ministry team or committee and that statement needs to be probably 10 to 12 words or less you don't want it to be too long but Mm -hmm. you want you want each person to try to draft one mission statement and again your goal is to come up with a statement that each one in the church or on your team can understand and get behind, and then I would say the third step would be you want to have each member of the leadership team share their statement. Mm-hmm. You you want them to to air their statement and and uh, let everyone on the on the team hear that particular statement. And here you're looking for consensus. Mm-hmm. You're hoping to find one mission statement that everyone can agree upon. And, and, of course, that would be step four, is to find that consensus around one short mission statement. And, you know, I said it, it's a simple process. I know that when we talk about identifying a mission, uh, a lot of people in the church kind of break out in hives
1: mm-hmm.
0: because they think, oh, this is going to take a lot of work. Well, it'll take a little bit of work. But when you get 10 or 12 people together and they're all thinking about, the mission of their team, the mission of the church, it can be done. You can arrive at a consensus uh, that everyone can share uh, on a certain mission statement.
1: You know, one of the things I like about these tips and these steps that that you've given us is that each individual on this committee or on this team needs to start within their own heart, Mm -hmm. within their own thinking, because sometimes when we start with brainstorming first, we end up foreclosing on our own ideas. Mm -hmm. That maybe ideas that God has has um, shaped in us, right. and I really like that you have a start with our own thoughts and a prayer time, or and writing those things down because the writing of it um, helps clarify it, synthesize it a little bit more, mm-hmm. and in many and, and then you begin the process of sharing it, and I I find that after there's that well. Uh, that time where you have to kind of form something in your own heart and then you begin to share that, it is uh, an inspirational time and mm-hmm. it's a unifying and it's, it, you know there's a synergy that begins to develop with right. people when that's done, of course, in a positive way. A positive way. And in, in many ways, it is simple. Um, it can get complex, but I think the steps that you've outlined help uh, make that more simple. As, as in a process, a way to go through that. Good. Yeah. Are, are there other characteristics that um, uh, should describe a mission statement?
0: Yeah. I, I would mention maybe a couple. First of all, I would say that mission statements need to be idealistic. Mm. Uh, there needs to be something grand and aspirational in a mission statement. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs to know that at the heart of what they do lies something big. You know that I mean, people want to be a part of something big. Yes, they need a grand purpose for I, why yeah. they exist.
1: I really like that. I because I think a mission, uh, a mission statement, but sh- it should be exciting. Yes. it should um, affect motivation that when you read that, it kind of ignites some kind of a passion or an energy or action, really. That gets people excited about something because I think the clarification helps with that. But I really like that, that at the heart of it, there should be something really big.
0: And listen, listen to the idealistic aspirational quality of the mission that Jesus gave when he said, go and make disciples of all nations. Yeah. I mean, this is a global mission.
1: That's a big thing.
0: it's It's a big dream. That he had.
1: We sometimes learn that it's just a memory verse, but as an adult, you sit and think about what that must have been like to hear Jesus say that. That was a massive mission, but his belief that that could be carried out was inspirational right. and motivational.
0: Right. So I would say mission statements need to be idealistic, but I would also say, secondly, that uh, mission statements are different. They are different from vision statements. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about vision later. Okay. Uh, For now, you only want to identify the reason the church or the group or the ministry exists. Mm -hmm. Vision and strategies for living out the purpose, they will be discussed later.
1: I I think that's a helpful distinction because sometimes you hear mission and vision thrown together in the Mm -hmm. same sentence. So that clarification that those are two different things is helpful. Helpful.
0: We'll be right back with the rest of our conversation on identifying a mission for your leadership team or church in just a moment. For now, I want to tell you a little bit about the Effective Church Leaders Workshop. We are so excited at Connect Three Ministries to start these workshops. We're excited about the opportunity to help church leaders know how to build healthy leadership teams, how to gain organizational clarity, and how to help their church thrive to find the details about this exciting workshop that begins in the fall go to our website effectivechurchleaders.com
1: so who all do you think should be involved in putting uh, this mission statement together or identifying the mission?
0: I'll tell you, I think it's very difficult to do any kind of planning with a large number of people.
1: Yeah, I'd agree uh, with the that. The fact of
0: the matter is I, I think I think we've made mistakes in the past when we tried to involve too many people
1: mm-hmm.
0: to craft a mission statement or a vision, vision or, or whatever it was, and we ended up really being discouraged because this kind of planning needs to be done with a smaller number of people. That's my suggestion. Mm-hmm. And, and I would say those on the leadership team should be the ones who craft the mission statement of the church or the ministry team. And again, that team, maybe it should be comprised of eight to ten people mm-hmm. a, at most. Uh, so if you're talking about elders, uh, eight to ten members on that leadership team, if you're thinking about a ministry team, 8 to 10 members. I think that would be max to really coming out of that a uh, group with a strong mission statement.
1: I know when I hear you say that 8 to 10 people, my mind quickly jumps to well that's a small number, how do you get buy-in with other people? How do you get the larger group to say, "Hey, that's ours too." So, I, that's something I'm sure we'll want to address in the yeah. future, and that will uh, have a lot to do with how the leaders are going to present it and share it, I'm sure. Yeah,
0: that's a good question. I mean, uh, a leadership me has to get buy-in from those who are going to participate in the mission, that's for sure, and uh, uh, perhaps we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, for now, I think we should just focus on, on that group of 8 to 10 people coming up with a mission statement, and then... They want to try to persuade or motivate or inspire others to follow their lead.
1: Okay. Well, thinking about a mission statement, we're still on this focus for today. Can you give us some examples? Do you have some that you could share with us and, and our listeners today that might kind of help keep this in the right size for you sure. know keep it keep it uh, down to size instead of so big because some of us have had some really bad experiences with doing the mission statements and it's been an abysmal failure okay in some organizations so wh- give us some examples if you've well, got some i, I, I want to offer this yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> i want to offer this disclaimer again that uh, every leadership team is going to have to identify their mission but once again i think jesus gave us He gave every New Testament church their mission to go and make disciples. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if we're thinking about examples, we might say, okay, for a church that's looking for a mission statement, how about this? We exist to grow and make disciples.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And again, that relies upon what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28.
1: Mm -hmm. Or
0: another example, we exist to serve and glorify God. Now, it's very general, and you'll notice all of these mission statements that I'm going to give you, they're, they're fairly general. Vision statements, visions are more specific, but okay. the mission statement is more general. So, we exist to serve and glorify God. How about this one? We exist to serve the needs of our community. Mm, okay. Very general. I'm okay. not going to specify here what those needs are. Right. I'm just going to say, okay, this church exists to serve the needs of our particular city.
1: You know, just as an observation, uh, thinking about this, my mind ju- starts jumping to details because I tend to go more toward details and implementation. Mm-hmm. You you are more of a big vision, uh, big picture person. That's one of the differences between us. And I think that's a, just an important thing to point out, that in this whole process there will be some people that will shine a little more than maybe others in specific areas as this whole um, implementation of where we're going and the leadership that's needing to be provided. But, And I was just thinking, too, uh, you know, uh, one that came to my mind about a missions committee. They might um, say something that's pretty general, like we exist to spread the gospel and uh, oversee and care for our missionaries so they can spread the gospel. Mm-hmm. That's something good. Pretty general.
0: Yeah, think about a finance committee, for example.
1: Wow, I've never thought about finance committees even having a mission. To be yeah. honest,
0: yeah, the, the the leadership team on a finance committee uh-huh. or a finance ministry, they need to craft a mission statement too. It might go something like, uh, "This finance committee exists to honor God by the way we oversee and spend the monies given to this church."
1: That that is really good. I I've not like I said I've not really thought about a finance committee having a mission statement, but boy, what a filter that would be for them as they make decisions yeah. sometimes about how to spend the money.
0: Good, good. And if you think about, for example, uh, student ministry, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. the student ministry exists to teach the young about Jesus and encourage them to become disciples.
1: What I what you, you sound like you're saying is that a, a mission statement could start, basically, we exist to... And just kind of fill right. in the blank,
0: right, yeah, again, we want to try to simplify this, uh, your ministry team or your leadership team just needs to finish that statement that mm-hmm. you said. We mm-hmm. exist too, and then you fill in the blank
1: and it's going to be a general statement right, and when it's within a church context, there we are hoping that there will be a sacred divine biblical uh statement that accompanies that that gives the marching orders for whatever is getting ready to happen. So in this podcast we are really encouraging leaders to identify uh, the mission for whoever it is they're leading whatever committee that they're leading there's a lot more steps that will follow that like identifying a mission and then strategies and how to accomplish the, the vision and the and the mission and um and we can talk about how church leaders can do this later but right. for today um, we just want to encourage leaders to have a mission that everyone can rally around within the area of their leadership.
0: I think that's well said. Uh, I, I would hope that that's the takeaway
1: mm-hmm.
0: that our readers get from this first episode. Yeah. And that is... Boy, it you, is an
1: episode, isn't it? <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you have a mission that everyone can rally around? And, mm-hmm. and are they clear on what that mission is?
1: Yeah, honestly, I think it'll bring some relief and excitement and just a kind of, and a lot of clarity to be able to say, this doesn't have to be hard. It can be general and it's going to give us direction to the next steps and then help implement um, the action steps that come way down the road. But here's where we start and it's not really that hard.
0: Yes. And, and you know, if, if I were to offer some closing thoughts, or if we were to offer some closing thoughts here, I think we would say to church leaders, begin this process immediately.
1: Absolutely.
0: I mean, you and we, we need to understand clearly why we exist. We don't want to be pulling in different directions. We want to be united in our purpose.
1: Well, and something you said at the very beginning, successful leaders do this. Yes, that is that is a, a statement that is documented and researched and proven. That if you want to be a successful, effective leader, then start with the mission. Yes, of why you exist.
0: And as we close, I want to remind us once again of the mission that Jesus gave us in Matthew chapter twenty-eight, okay. when he said, "All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations." baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age.
1: That's a great way to wrap up. All right, everyone, thanks for listening to the Effective Church Leaders Podcast, where we offer practical advice and insights to help you get better equipped, lead more effectively, and help your church thrive.